Captain Broadcast. Speak my word is about to begin. Your host is Shannon Davis. And we are living in the time of the end. King Riders. We have ignition. We will be reading tonight from the King James edition. Jesus told us to preach the gospel, cast out devils and lay hands on the sick. If you are not obeying him, you better act quick. He is coming back and we will all give a report. So obey Jesus so you don't come up short. Well, welcome everybody to another live edition of Omega Man Radio and our program we're calling Speak My Word. I'm doing it early today because here the past couple days I've been going way late. So welcome. Today is Thursday, December 21st, 2023. Time is flying. It'll be Merry Jesus Christmas before you know it. Well, we're going to pick up today over in Judges chapter 9 and let's open up in prayer. Father Yehovah, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I thank you for this opportunity to speak your word today. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ over this broadcast, over all of us and our families. Give people traveling mercies. We ask God in Jesus' name, you loose your warrior angels to go out with our families, surround them for the protection. Bring them safely home. In Jesus' name. We invite the Holy Spirit of God to come. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would just open up your word to us as we read it today. Give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. We pray this right now. Bless everybody that tunes in today. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ over us all. In Jesus Christ's name, we pray. Also, Satan, we put your notice that we're binding you today and all your demons. In the name of Jesus Christ, because we have the authority to do so. And Jesus has placed us high in the heavenlies, seated with Christ Jesus. Puts us high above you and high above all your demonic network, which we bind and break their power. In the name of Jesus, we loose the judgments of God, fire of God on every wicked spirit who would come against any of us. We break all witchcraft and curses coming against us. Ask God you'd have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. How y'all doing out there today? Hello, Brother Dave. Welcome aboard. We're going to pick up over in uh, Judges 9. Here we go. And Abimelech the son of Jeroboam, that was Gideon's son, went to Shechem <clears throat> unto his mother's brethren and communed with them and with all the family of the house of his mother's father, saying, Speak, I pray you, in the ears of all the men of Shechem, whether is better for you, either that all the sons of Gideon, which are seventy, reign over you, or that one reign over you. Remember also that I am your bone and your flesh. 
and his mother's brethren spake of him in the ears of all the men of Shechem all these words and their hearts inclined to follow Abimelech for they said he is our brother and they gave him seventy pieces of silver out of the house of Baalbereth where were the Abimelech hired vain and light persons which followed him and he went unto his father's house at Ophrah and slew his brethren the sons of Jeroboam that's Gideon's sons his, his brothers being seventy persons upon one stone notwithstanding yet Jotham the youngest son of Jeroboam was left for he hid himself and all the men of Shechem gathered together and all the house of Milo Milo and went and made Abimelech king now this is one a wicked guy by the plain of the pillar that was in Shechem and when they told it to Jotham he went and stood in the top of Mount Gerizim and lifted up his voice and cried and said unto them hearken unto me ye men of Shechem that God may hearken unto you the trees which the trees went forth on a time to anoint a king over them and they said unto the olive tree reign thou over us but the olive tree said unto them shall I leave my fatness wherewith by me they honor God and man and go to be promoted over the trees and the trees said to the fig tree come now and reign over us but the fig tree said unto them, Should I forsake my sweetness and my good fruit, and go to be promoted over the trees? Then said the trees unto the vine, Come thou and reign over us. And the vine said unto them, Shall I leave my wine, which cheereth God and man, and go to be promoted over the trees? Then said all the trees unto the bramble, Come thou and reign over us. And the bramble said unto the trees if in truth ye anoint me king over you then come and put your trust in my shadow and if not let fire come out of the bramble and devour the cedars of Lebanon now therefore if ye have done truly and sincerely in that ye have made Abimelech king and if ye have dwelt well with Jeroboam and his house and have done unto him according to the deserving of his hands for my father fought for you and adventured his life far, and delivered you out of the hand of Midian. And ye are risen up against my father's house this day, and have slain his sons, seventy persons, upon one stone, and have made Abimelech the son of his maidservant, king over the men of Shechem, because he is your brother. If ye then have dealt truly and sincerely with Jeroboam, Again, talking about Gideon. And with his house this day, then rejoice ye in Abimelech, and let him also rejoice in you. But if not, let fire come out from Abimelech, and devour the men of Shechem, and the house of Milo, and let fire come out from the men of Shechem, from the house of Milo, and devour Abimelech. And Jotham ran away and fled, and went to Beer, and dwelt there for fear of Abimelech his brother. When Abimelech had reigned three years over Israel, Then God sent an evil spirit between Abimelech and the men of Shechem, and the men of Shechem 
dealt treacherously with Abimelech, that the cruelty done to the seventy sons of Jerbal might come, and their blood be laid upon Abimelech their brother, which slew them, upon the men of Shechem, which aided him in the king killing of his brethren. And the men of Shechem set liars in wait for him in the top of the mountains, and they robbed all that came along that way by them. And it was told Abimelech. And Gaal, the son of Ebed, came with his brethren, and went over to Shechem. And the men of Shechem put their confidence in him. And they went out into their fields, and gathered the vineyards, and trode the grapes, and made merry, and went into the, the house of their god, and did eat and drink, and cursed Abimelech. And Gaal, the son of Ebed, said, Who is Abimelech? And who is Shechem? That we should serve him. Is not he the son of Jerbal and Zebul, his officer? Serve the men of Hamor, the father of Shechem, for why should we serve them? And would to God this people were under my hand, then would I remove Abimelech? And he said to Abimelech, Increase thine army, and come out. And when Zebul, the ruler of the city, heard the words of Gaal, the son of Ebed, his anger was kindled. And he sent messengers to Abimelech privily, saying, Behold, Gaal the son of Ebed and his brethren be come to Shechem, and behold, they fortified the city against thee. I'm reading from uh, Judges 9. Stand by. Oh, yeah. Verse 32. Now, therefore, up by night, thou and the people that is with thee, and lie in wait in the field. It shall be that in the morning, as soon as the sun is up, thou shalt rise early and set upon the city. And behold, when he and the people that is with him come out against thee, then mayest thou do to them as thou shalt find occasion. And Abimelech rose up, and all the people that were with him by night, and they laid wait against Shechem in four companies. Okay, we're going to stop there just for a minute, take a break. And uh, we'll be back in a moment or two. Let's go to a song. All right. Stand by. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Speak My Word. Here on the Omega Man Radio Network, we're reading from Judges chapter 9, verse 35. We're going to pick back up. And Gaal, the son of Ebed, went out and stood in the entering of the gate of the city. And Abimelech rose up and the people that were with him from lying in wait. And when Gaal saw the people, he said to Zebul, Behold, there come people down from the top of the mountains. And Zebul said unto him, Thou seest the shadow of the mountains as if they were men. And Gaal spake again and said, See, there come people down by the middle of the land, and another company come along by the plain of Mionenim. Mionenim. There we go. Mionenim. Then said Zebul unto him, Where is now thy mouth? Wherewith thou said, Who is Abimelech, that we should serve him? Is not this the people that thou hast despised? Go out, I pray now, and fight with them. And Gaal went out before the men of Shechem and fought with Abimelech. And Abimelech chased him, and he fled before him. And many were overthrown and wounded, even unto the entering of the gate. And Abimelech dwelt at Aruma, 
And Zebul thrust out Gaal and his brethren, that they should not dwell in Shechem. And it came to pass on the morrow, that the people went out into the field, and they told Abimelech. And he took the people, and divided them into three companies, and laid wait in the field, and looked. And behold, the people were come forth out of the city, and he rose up against them, and smote them. And Abimelech and the company that was with him rushed forward, and stood in the entering of the gate of the city, and the two other companies ran upon all the people that were in the fields, and slew them. And Abimelech fought against that city all that day, and he took the city, and slew the people that were therein, and beat down the city, and sowed it with salt. Wow. And when all the men of the tower of Shechem heard that, they entered into an old, excuse me, into a hold of the house of the god Bereth. It was told Abimelech that all the men of the tower of Shechem were gathered together. And Abimelech got him up to Mount Zalman, he and all the people that were with him. And Abimelech took an axe in his hand and cut down a, a bough from the trees and took it and laid it on his shoulder and said unto the people that were with him, What ye have seen me do, make haste and do as I have done. And all the people likewise cut down every man his bough and followed Abimelech and put them to the hold and set the hold of fire upon them. To set the hold on fire upon them. So that all the men of the tower of Shechem died. Also about a thousand men and women. Wow. Burn alive. This Abimelech was a wicked guy. Then went Abimelech to Thebes. And encamped against Thebes and took it. But there was a strong tower within the city. And there fled all the men and women. And all they of the city. And shut, shut it to them. And got them up to the top of the tower. And Abimelech came unto the tower, and fought against it, and went hard unto the door of the tower to burn it with fire. And a certain woman cast a piece of millstone upon Abimelech's head, and all to break his skull. Then he hastily called unto the young man his armor-bearer, and said unto him, Draw thy sword, and slay me, that men not say that men say not of me, a woman slew him. And and his young man thrust him through, and he died. Man broke his skull with a millstone. When the men of Israel saw that Abimelech was dead, they departed every man unto his place. Thus God rendered the wickedness of Abimelech, which he did, unto his father, and slaying his seventy brethren, and all the evil of the men of Shechem, did God render upon their heads, and upon them came the curse of Jotham, the son of Jerob Baal. Okay. Let's go to Matthew 9. Welcome aboard, everybody. Matthew 9. And Jesus entered into a ship and passed over, and came into his own city. And behold, they brought to him a man, sick of palsy, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. 
And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemeth. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? For what is easier to say? Thy sins be forgiven thee? Or to say, Arise and walk? But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. Then saith he to the sick of the palsy, Arise, take up thy bed, and go unto thine house. And he arose and departed to his house. But when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, which had given such power unto men. And as Jesus passed forth from thence, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the receipt of custom. And he saith unto him, Follow me. And he arose and followed him. And it came to pass, as Jesus sat at meat in the house, behold, many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, Why eateth your master with publicans and sinners? But when Jesus heard that, he said unto them, They that behold, they that behold, need not a physician, but they that are sick. But go ye and learn what that means. I will have mercy and not sacrifice. For I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Then came to him the disciples of John, saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast often? But thy disciples fast not. And Jesus said unto them, Can the children of the bride chamber mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken from them, and then shall they fast. No man putteth a piece of new cloth unto an old garment, for that which is uh, put in to fill it up taketh the garment, taketh from the garment, and the rent is made worse. Neither do men put new wine into old bottles, else the bottles break, and the wine runneth out, and the bottles perish. But they put new wine into new bottles, and they are both preserved. While he spake these things unto them, behold, there came a certain ruler, and worshipped him, saying, My daughter is even now dead. But come and lay thy hand upon her, and she shall live. And Jesus arose and followed him, and so did his disciples. And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood twelve years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. And when Jesus came into the ruler's house and saw the minstrels and the people making a noise, he said unto them, Give peace, give place, excuse me, for the maid is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. But when the people were put forth, he went in, that's Jesus talking about, and took her by the hand, and the maid arose. And the fame hereof went abroad into all that land. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. But he was, when he was coming to the house, the blind man came to him, and Jesus saith unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this? They said to him, Yea, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, it shall be unto you. 
And their eyes were opened, and Jesus straightly charged them, saying, See that no man know this. No man know it. But they, when they were departed, they spread abroad his fame in all the country. You know, people couldn't just contain themselves. They had to share what the Lord had done for them. And as they went out, behold, they brought to him a dumb man possessed with the devil. And when the devil was cast out, the dumb spake, and the multitudes marveled, saying, It was never so seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, He casteth out devils through the prince of the devils. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep have no shepherd. Sheep have no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Okay. Praise God. We read uh, Matthew chapter 9. Um, I lost this uh, five-minute video that I'm going to play for you now. But I'm going to do it and uh, go ahead and get it on tape here. This is Derek Prince speaking on the head covering. Stand by. Here, okay, here we go. As we've quoted, every woman praying or prophesying with her head uncovered dishonors her head. Now when a woman prays, she's speaking to God. When a woman prophesies, she's speaking for God. So God has said, when you speak to me, or when you speak for me, I want you to have your head covered. Now you might say, God, why? I'm not sure that God is obligated to tell you why. Let me give you a little example. Every June, the Queen of England has a garden party in Buckingham Palace and certain people are invited. It celebrates her birthday, which is not in June. That's irrelevant. Now, suppose you were invited to the Queen's tea party, and the invitation said, ladies are requested to wear hats and not to wear pants suits. Would you say the Queen has got no right to tell me what I should wear? I don't believe anybody of you would, would go against that requirement. It would really be an insult to the person who invited you. <clears throat> well, God says, if you pray to me or prophesy for me, I want your head covered. Are we able to tell God, God, I don't agree with that? I think it's out of date. See, there's a very, very vital issue. The real basic question is your respect for God. Or do you think God has changed his mind? This is the cultural argument. Well, culture has changed so we don't have to do it. I don't believe that. There's no statement in 1 Corinthians about culture. It's not based on culture. It's based on God's requirements. 
I say, let God be God. I don't want to appear, what would I say, one-sided, but I think it's a much more important issue than most contemporary Christians realize. As the basic issue is our respect for God. You say, well, I don't understand. Well, maybe you don't understand why the Queen doesn't want you to wear a pantsuit. But if she doesn't, you won't do it. If you respect the Queen of England, how much more should you respect Almighty God? What Ruth says is perfectly true, is the church has changed fashions with the world. You don't have to wear a hat. Ruth doesn't wear a hat. I think she looks nice, personally. I don't think she looks silly. In fact, to tell you the truth, I think she looks nicer than a lot of women who don't have their heads covered. I am inclined to think that one of the things that will really release the blessing of God into the church is a respect for God that takes his word seriously. <clears throat> I'm not, you know, uptight about this. I'm a rather relaxed person about dress, as a matter of fact. When I married Ruth, our African daughter said to Ruth, I hope you'll do something about the way my father dresses. So, I mean, it isn't a matter of I'm the old British stiff upper lip type. It's a question of how seriously do I actually take the scripture. I don't think we can say more about that, except that, well, let's say it all while we're about it. <laughs> Paul says a woman's hair is her glory. Is that out of date? I mean, is it said in a way that implies it only applied in the Roman Empire? There's no suggestion about that. So, you cut your hair, you know what you're doing? You're cutting off your glory. I mean, I'm not saying how long a hair should be, but I'm saying, bear in mind, your hair is your glory. I tell you, I'm being very frank, it costs Ruth quite a lot of labor to keep her hair long. It's more bother to wash it, it's more bother to take care of it, it takes more time and more effort. Why does she do it? Because it's her glory. And it's interesting when she goes to have her hair cut or trimmed or whatever, both in Israel and here in Fort Lauderdale, she goes to a very high-class hairdresser. In fact, the one who does our hair, and does mine too, used to be a top hairdresser for Elizabeth Arden. He does it now as a favor to us. He's, he's formed a relationship with us. And each of them, when they look at Ruth, they say, thank God for a woman that isn't a carbon copy of every other woman. That's powerful. And that goes with some YouTube shorts that I posted earlier today. Welcome aboard to Speak My Word. We've done um, Judges chapter 9 and Matthew 9. And uh, we're going to go into Proverbs 21 next. It says, The king's heart 
is in the hand of Yahovah. As the rivers of water, he turneth it whithersoever he will. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes. But Yahovah pondereth the hearts. To do justice and judgment is more acceptable to Yahovah than sacrifice. A high look and a proud heart. And the plowing of the wicked is sin. The thoughts of the diligent tend only to plenteousness. But of every one that is hasty, only to want. The getting of treasures by a lying tongue is a vanity tossed to and fro of them that seeketh death. The robbery of the wicked shall destroy them, because they refuse to do judgment. The way of man is froward and strange, but as for the pure, his work is right. It is better to dwell in a corner of the housetop than with a brawling woman in a wide house. The soul of the wicked desireth evil. His neighbor findeth no favor in his eyes. When the scorner is punished, the simple is made wise. And when the wise is instructed, he receiveth knowledge. The righteous man wisely considereth the house of the wicked. But God overthroweth the wicked for their wickedness. Whoso stoppeth his ears at the cry of the poor, he also shall cry himself, but shall not be heard. A gift in secret pacifieth anger, and a reward in the bosom strong wrath. It is joy to the just to do judgment, but destruction shall be to the workers of iniquity. The man that wandereth out of the way of understanding shall remain in the congregation of the dead. He that loveth pleasure shall be a poor man. He that loveth wine and oil shall not be rich. The wicked shall be a ransom for the righteous, and the transgressor for the upright. It is better to dwell in the wilderness than with a contentious and angry woman. There is treasure to be desired and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a foolish man spends it up. He that followeth after righteousness and mercy findeth life, righteousness, and honor. A wise man scaleth the city of the mighty and casteth down the strength of the confidence thereof. Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue keepeth his soul from troubles. Proud and haughty scorner is his name, who dealeth in proud wrath. Put those on the demon hit list right there. Haughty scorner and proud wrath. The desire of the slothful killeth him, for his hands refuse to labor. I know some people like that. He coveteth greedily all the day long, but the righteous giveth and spareth not. The sacrifice of the wicked is abomination. How much more when he bringeth it with a wicked mind? A false witness shall perish, but the man that heareth speaketh constantly. A wicked man hardeneth his face, but as for the upright, he directeth his way. There is no wisdom, nor understanding, nor counsel against Yehovah. The horse is prepared against the day of battle, but safety is of Yehovah. I'm going to stop right there. We did Judges 9, Matthew 9, Proverbs 21. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity to read your word today. 
Blessed to hear. We plead the blood of Jesus over us all, Father God. Guide and direct us. Give us more wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Write your word, God, on the tables of our heart that we may not sin against thee. Forgive us of all our sin, known and unknown, back to the very first thought, word, deed, gesture, and action. Father God, in Jesus' name, guide and direct all of our footsteps. Have your way. Bless everyone that came out today in Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen. I didn't go to bed till about 6 a.m. My time. Um, which is kind of crazy. But I got some stuff accomplished, which was awesome. <laughs> so it was worth it. Uh, but i got to get back on a schedule soon, probably in the next uh, 10 days, uh, because we're going to be doing... Um, Omega Man Marathon, and that'll be a morning show for me here, but it'll be the evening in America. I think we're going to do, looks like we're going to do 7 p.m. start time Monday through Friday for the marathon. And uh, also i got to work out a slot for our international guests. That will probably still be at 10 a.m. for them. Uh, 10 a.m. Eastern time uh, and 3 p.m. UK. Well, folks, we're getting pretty close up to Mary Jesus Christmas. Amen. Praise the Lord. We can celebrate Jesus Christ every day, even the 25th. If you want to give a gift, praise God. Don't wait till someone's dead to give them a rose. <laughs> Depend a rose on them, as someone said. You know, God loves a joyful giver. So, Whatever your plans are, I hope you have a great Merry Jesus Christmas. I was saying Merry Christmas, but I thought, why not just put Jesus on there? Merry Jesus Christ must. It must. That that word, what? We could say it's Spanish for more. More of Jesus. We get him on the 25th too. Amen? Why not? Why not the pagans have the 25th? Why not just say, we're going to take every day for Christ? Amen? including the 25th, to hell with the pagans. It shouldn't be about Jesus Christ. Uh, Excuse me, it shouldn't be about Santa Claus. Pardon me, I didn't mean that. It should be about Jesus Christ, amen? Again, let me repeat that. It should not be about Santa Claus, okay? It should be about Jesus Christ. Sadly, the world can, much of the world, you know, does not follow Jesus and thing like uh, December 25th for all the wrong reasons but for those of us who love the Lord Jesus Christ why can't we say Merry Christmas or just say Merry Jesus Christmas and uh, there we are okay yeah I do need to get back on a schedule Um, I've been burned the midnight oil but here we are Um, 10 days left or so and um 30 days has up, has September, April, June, and November. All the rest have 31 except for February, which has 28 and sometimes 29. Okay. So I just had to sing that song so I could calculate. We're going to have uh, 31 days in December. T- excuse me, 10 more days left, and then we're going into 2024. Dos mil veinte cuatro. I still remember some Spanish. 
Love you all out there. I uh, hope you're enjoying the archives. I've been putting a lot of them up there. Reloaded shows. I'll do some more for you today. All the shows are free. Omegaman.podbean.com They'll start uploading faster because uh, about the first thousand I have to remaster. Clean them up a little bit. Those were the early days. But then as we gain some speed, the audio quality gets better and better, and then it's a lot easier to uh, get them back up there for you. Uh, Folks, thank you again for your support this year, those that have supported this program in 2023. Praying for us, sharing programs with a friend, um, financial support. We made it through 2023 because of you. And we've got about 10,600 and change under our belt. Next target is 11,000 podcasts for Jesus. We're going to hit it in a few months, I'm sure of it. And um, again, we will be back full force. The plan is January 1. Of course, we're going to be here every day. I'm endeavoring every day, seven days a week, to do a program called Speak My Word, where we're reading the Word of God. Thank you again, friends, for tuning in. Love you all. And um, please share these shows with a friend. Again, OmegaManRadio.com Let me find a song to close out with. <laughs> 